Are you tired of your valuable ideas and suggestions getting lost in the shuffle? Well, that is why I'm introducing Direct Suggest, the revolutionary digital suggestion box that puts your voice front and center. With Direct Suggest, you have the power to make a difference in your organization. Direct Suggest provides value to organizations in various industries worldwide, including notable brands like Comcast, TD Bank, and Nokia. And here's the best part. Direct Suggest only costs 50 cents per employee per month, making it an affordable solution for businesses of all sizes. Plus, they have an incredibly high ROI and savings potential with an average 33 times return on investment. The implementation process is also a breeze. Once committed, setting up Direct Suggest from start to finish can be completed in as quickly as a week or less. Don't let your ideas or your team's ideas go unnoticed. Visit directsuggest.com today and start by making a difference with Direct Suggest. Use the promo code HUMANHR for your extended 60-day free trial. Again, visit directsuggest.com to learn more and remember to use promo code HUMANHR for an extended free trial. Direct Suggest, where your voice matters. Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast. I'm Tracy Chernoff, and I've spent my entire professional career in HR. Each week, we'll explore the delicate balance between people and business with the aim to reconnect the two and create meaningful outcomes. Listen in as I share my own experiences, challenge the status quo, and chat with guests from various industries about our mission to bring the human back to human resources. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another week. As you can probably already tell, this recording is also being done in my parents' house in New Jersey. I've had so many recordings here that at this point, when I look back at all of them, I think I'll, I'll reminisce on all the places that I was before we found a place to live. So <laughs> with that said, <laughs> uh, we are going to jump into an amazing, amazing topic today, which is all about empowerment and empowering teams. And then on top of that, how teams can be the most productive possible. And to do that, I have a guest with me, Jeanette DeRazio, and she is the CEO of Lead Pages, a no-code website and landing page builder. And Jeanette loves helping entrepreneurs turn their business dreams into a reality. She knows firsthand what it takes to run a successful business through her experience holding various executive level positions at leading organizations, including enterprise software and cloud technology company Oracle, social commerce startup Eighthbridge, global electric electronic payment solution leader Verifone, and global data and software services company Solera. As a woman in tech, Jeanette is passionate about breaking down barriers and championing the inclusion and success of women in STEM fields, which I think we can all get behind. So Jeanette, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Tracy. It's a, it's a pleasure to finally uh, get to talk to, to you. Yes, likewise, likewise. I'm glad that we have this opportunity to connect on such an important topic. And you know, naturally, given your background and the industry that you're in, I think you're the perfect person to ask, you know, all of these questions from, I mean, you obviously being in, a, in a, a role like CEO, for example, you have not only the pressures of leading a business, but you also are probably constantly under pressure and watched with a watchful eye, so to speak, by your team. <laughs> so can you walk us through a little bit about how you, throughout your career, have helped to empower the teams that you have had working for you? Oh, great question. I'd be I'd welcome the opportunity to talk about that. Uh, as you've mentioned, I've had various different positions, different software companies, large companies, small companies, startups, somewhere in between. And uh, the 
the theme is always the same for me, right? How do I build high-performing teams that um, work well together, uh, have some fun, but uh, get the job done, right? And and for me, uh, having been an athlete, I grew up as an athlete. Uh, I think I played anywhere from three to five different sports a year, but um, through all of that, it was all about teams uh, and and how how you successfully win uh, a game, practice, et cetera, right? How, how you gel together as a team. So I've taken what I learned uh, growing up um, and even all the way through college, you know, my uh, years in college working in teams and brought that into the business world. Um, it's, it's the same, right? And, and when I'm looking at and building teams, it's, it's I rely on people's strengths, right? A lot of times, you know, when you're, uh, recruiting people, bringing people into organizations. You sometimes look and stick to that job description, right? And do they do they check all those boxes in those roles? Um, I look at that. Sure, that that that's a good place for me and my HR business partners to start. But I also look at what strengths they bring to the team, um, because everybody has something that they're good at and something that they're not good at. And bringing those people together um, to form that team is how I've I've proven success with them. Um, you also get a sense of empowerment. That's the big thing for me with smaller with, with, with building these teams um, is you have to make them feel empowered to make the, cho the choices, right? Um, Bottom-up leadership, empathetic leadership uh, has really become uh, important um, and, and kind of the new trend going on, if you will, if, if there should be trends in the workforce, I guess. But um, uh, it's, it's all about... Uh, allowing them uh, to leverage their strengths, to bring them best selves to work, to work as the team, um, and really uh, allowing them and letting them know it's, it's, it's okay to try something and fail, right? Um, learn, let's put these things together. So it's all about bottoms up empowerment, um, top down leadership. I, I hate saying that because it's really not, not how I roll. It's, it's, it's more of a, a, an equal leadership, right? I, I like um, to bring everybody to the table and give them a, a voice in, um, in, in how we should, you know, tackle a hard problem, uh, celebrate a win, uh, what have you. But um, that's what I've, the, the different pieces I've employed um, during my time as a leader and a, a woman in technology is, is, is giving people the chance to have a seat at the table, to have a voice um, is really important. Um, and that's what I see uh, is happens between successful and not successful teams. Yeah, I love this this concept that you've shared around having a seat at the table and enabling others to be able to have a seat at the table. This is like something that, of course, everyone throws around all the time. Like, how do you sure. get a seat at the table? And it comes up a lot in HR, um, especially yeah. with smaller teams, as I'm sure you've seen, that HR is not always the first position hired. Um, until, right. Or at least from a leadership perspective, especially <laughs> maybe maybe some of the more admin or generalist roles. But, yeah. you know, when I think when I reflect on that, I think about the the message that sometimes it sends intrinsically when there isn't that person who is, you know, generally speaking, quote unquote, representing the internal mm -hmm. customer or the employee. Right. Um, and so I really love that you've brought this up. And it actually leads me to. Um, want to ask you about something that we kind of, I think we spoke about a little bit when we first connected, yeah. which is this idea that you have around 
your HR business partners, that everyone in, on your team that is within the HR um, division or department yep. is a business partner. And the reason I bring this up is because a lot of the time, as I could say this because I'm in yeah. HR, a lot of the time we are, we as in HR professionals, are often seen as not part of business leadership or not part of right. the business, which I think is a, one of the common misconceptions. So can you tell us, especially given that the, yeah. the majority of the listeners are in HR themselves, can you yeah. tell us where this concept and like ethos came from to really instill this mentality within not only your leadership, but also yeah. within your business? Right. Great, great question. Um, I, I, I find, uh, yeah, HR as, uh, or people and culture is what we call them in my current company here at Lead Pages, mm. but it's so important. And they've, and I think you hit it right on the head, Tracy, is they've been relegated to this, at least in the past, this admin type you know, position, they do payroll, they make sure everybody's benefits are done, which is important, right? Absolutely 100% important. Um, <laughs> right. But, um, you know, it's it's not the people you bring in if you have to have, uh, I mean, they are the people you bring in when you have difficult conversations, or uh, maybe you have an employee that that isn't, you know, just isn't a right fit for the company, right? Sure, HR is there, um, but they, they need to help you um, as a leader, as a manager, do your job well. And that's, uh, that's how I've evolved to working with my HR partners, right? It's, it's, um, it's not those tactical tasky type things. It's strategy. It's, um, you know, I work with my current HR business partner. I have several of them, in fact. Um, but we talk about a uh, strategy and what do I mean by strategy? That's, that's kind of this, this, this big word, but, um, Strategically, from a people perspective, right? How uh, how do we want to grow the organization? It could be topics such as uh, during COVID, right? How do we make sure that people are engaged? It's a two dimensional world. Um, people are isolated and 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 not together like they used to be. So, you know, how do we how do we combat that? What are the tactics? Um, Diversity, equity, inclusion is very important to me. Uh, so it's strategically working with my business partners, HR business partners on how do we foster that? What do we need to do, right? Um, topics such as performance management. Um, you know, what does that mean? I I, uh, I just, I cringe. I think about the days, you know, some of the companies I've been in, the larger companies where it's, um, you know, you've got to have your performance reviews written every year. And there's, you know, certain uh, categories and grades and all that stuff, which is great. It's fine. But um, I find it exhausting as do many other leaders, right? Yes. Um, but it's strategically, how can we do something different? How can we disrupt uh, what has traditionally been known as as HR? So, um, so that's how I partner with my HR um, colleagues, right? So having them at the table, they're part of my leadership team. Um, so they are you know, they're brought in to consult on all various type of topics, but um, also to plan the fun things too, right? So it's, um, example, we, uh, as, as a company, we, uh, we think it's very important for um, the whole, your whole self, right? So we were looking at how can we extend benefits from a wellness perspective? And, and it's beyond just, you know, your health, medical, dental, those, those type mm -hmm. of things, but it's, 
um, you know, wellness or uh, financial fitness too, right? The, you know, our people and culture team put together a benefit for a financial planner, right? And it's, um, you know, some people don't know how to approach that. And what does that look like? Okay. Um, so we've got that. We've got, um, you know, reimbursement for, yeah, there's typical, you know, health club memberships, but it's beyond that, right? Maybe it's the call map. Um, I have the call map. I love it. Uh, you know, <laughs> it I, put, I put that on at night. Um, so, so that's how I view um, my, my HR, my people and culture team is they're, um, they're not co-located with me here in Minneapolis. Um, they're elsewhere, but they have, they are absolutely 100% part of my leadership team um, and, and a key uh, consultant for me um, and, and help that we have. That's wonderful to hear. You know, I, I was reflecting as I always do when someone is answering this, <laughs> one of these very broad stroked questions that I ask. Um, and I was just thinking about how often on my podcast, we talk about just this idea of how important it is to be really connected with the business yeah. and other business leaders. And um, that sometimes there is this, depending on who is in a role like yours or who is at the yeah. executive level, there can be a struggle sometimes to really um, put forth, you know, movement on the people side. However, once there is the buy-in and that relationship built between yes. the HR team or people and culture or people ops team um, and the other business leaders, there's so much opportunity to build better programs to build, you know, enhance strategy and all of those things that you spoke yeah. about. So it's nice to hear from someone who's doing it and has that great relationship with her HR team. Like that's a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to reflect on those things that we've talked about in prior episodes. So thank you for that. And, you know, I'd oh, love gosh. to shift gears. Yeah. It's so important. You know, um, I, I'm sure that the listeners are like, we're rooting for Jeanette. This is amazing. Now let me go and see if Leap Pages is hiring. <laughs> That's what's going to happen here. Um, but, you know, I'd love to shift gears just a moment to kind of come back to this idea of productivity and empowerment because the two are related. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. even from a, a general concept that employees, you know, some companies are tracking employees' time worked. Um, right. That, there's a misconception, generally speaking, that you have to be in the office to be productive, even though we spent the last three years disproving this, right? Where does productivity, where is the intersection for you between productivity and empowerment? Do you start with empowerment to drive productivity or is it the productivity that enables empowerment or is it totally different from that? Ooh, good, good question. Kind of a, a little bit of chicken and egg there sometimes, but uh <laughs> In my experience, I'll speak from my experience, it's um, empowerment drives that productivity. Um, if, if let, let's talk about it the opposite way. So productivity, um, you know, you're, you're putting certain quotas on people perhaps, or they have to get, um, you know, so much done in X amount of time, right? And that, that's very applicable to any business. Um, but Hammering on that and micromanaging that actually I found has the opposite effect, right? You get people that um, they're not motivated. They, they just kind of come in and, and just do the minimum, right? Uh, a lot of times they don't take care of the customer. Um, so 
I subscribe and with my leadership style, it's actually the opposite. It's empowering them to, um, uh, we have guidelines, right? I mean, we all have projects and things that we need to do. Um, but really sitting down as a team, depending on what it is, and how are we going to tackle that project? How are we going to how are we going to service the customer? And that could be internal too, right? Because we have some like HR is is their customers most of the time an internal team. Um, mm -hmm. So how are we going to do that? And really um, stepping up a little bit. Um, and as a leader, as a manager, kind of depending on where you where you are in the organization, it's um, it, it's allowing them that freedom to um, to be creative, to make those decisions. But knowing that, you know, I I, I find it we've got to put some kind of deadline out there, otherwise things kind of go on forever, and you have. Um, a little bit of a, you could get some interesting, uh, as I call science experiments that come out of that, uh, which isn't necessarily bad. Um, but, you know, giving them um, the autonomy to do that, to take care of our customers. I'll give you an example. Um, our customer support team here at Lead Pages is um, top, best in the business, best in SaaS business. I'm kind of biased. Um, they're, they're, they're an amazing team. Um, but we give them, um, we, we, we foster and help them feel empowered to make a decision, right? Maybe they've got to make a quick snap decision um, where customers struggling um, with an issue or, um, you know, maybe they've just not found value in the product and, and you know, need just want to get out um, of their subscription or some refund back. We give our team um, the, the latitude to do that, right, to make that decision, um, you know, we've got certain steps, depends on where it escalates, but what I find is that they end up taking care of the customer. So the customer feels good, they feel good, and then they go on to the next thing, right? Oh, gee, I, I was so successful. I had so much fun doing that. You know, let me look for the, for the next issue. So um, you've got this ladder effect that happens, right? And, and, you know, so somebody solved a really cool problem, you know, took care of the customer. Okay, what can I do next? Right. So you've got this, this, um, this, this kind of multiplier effect that goes on. Um, so I've seen it. I, I personally subscribe to empower the employee. Productivity comes after. They take care of customers. They take care of you. They take care of the business. Um, and for me, that's, that's, you know, as a leader, as somebody who is very passionate about developing people, it's kind of great to to stand back and, and watch the success happen. And, yeah, that's and that, fabulous. And, that, and it takes you through some, you know, businesses have cycles up and down, right? Um, and it takes you through some of those trying times or maybe some of those hard challenges that you have um, versus if I w we were just focused on productivity you're not going to get that um, that cohesiveness, that you know, one team, one mission, as you're going through maybe you know a, a bit of a down cycle. So, um, so yeah, it's that's 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 how I view it. That that's how I roll. The growth of any business relies on the workforce behind it, and Namely knows that if you can wow your people, you can power your business. Namely is the all-in-one HR solution that empowers you to engage and develop your people in an intuitive platform so you can make your life easier and your employees happier. Namely's award-winning technology gives your employees the career and connections they need to truly become part of your business. Whether you have 20 or 1,000 employees, Namely handles the essential HR, payroll, and compliance needs all through their modern and integrated platform. 
with Namely, your team stays engaged with a seamless interface and self-service tools to request PTO, acknowledge peers, review pay stubs, and enroll in benefits, while you get the time and data you need to focus on your core business initiatives. As Namely helps you easily handle everything from onboarding, payroll, time tracking, open enrollment, employee engagement, and so much more. Make your life easier and power your business with Namely today. Learn how you can simplify your HR processes today at Namely.com. That's Namely.com. If your company is remote or hybrid, then you know just how difficult it can be to grow your company's culture beyond a pre-scheduled Zoom happy hour or occasional lunch and learn. Well, this week's sponsor is here to solve that. They're called CultureBot. CultureBot has devised what will likely become the gold standard for growing and blossoming a company culture inside of Slack. The app is like a sidekick for any HR or people professional, automating a lot of the mundane tasks you probably are forgetting to do on a daily basis. Things like birthday and work anniversary celebrations, team shout outs and kudos, employee introductions and remote games. It even has health and wellness tips and conversation starters. If that piques your interest, this will get you even more excited. Today, I'm able to share a special promotion for listeners of the podcast. You can get your first six months of CultureBot for 50% off. Plus, if your team is under 25 employees, CultureBot is free forever. So if you're looking for a way to create a culture of appreciation and drive increased engagement and togetherness across your team, I definitely recommend checking out CultureBot. Go to getculturebot.com slash humanhr. That's getculturebot.com slash humanhr to get the offer. Plus, I've added the link in the show notes, so you can just click right there. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, you know, it's it's such a wonderful thing to hear compared to what you had said in the beginning, too, around like playing to people's strengths, because yeah. I'm sure that innately when you hire people and you focus on what they're really good at and what ultimately they're probably passionate about, that you yep. can you know, for lack of a better phrase, but relinquish control and enable them and empower them to be decision makers, to have an influence and really kind of take the the bull by the horns, so to speak. And I'm curious, you know, given your your background and, and wealth of experience, has this always been easy for you? Because you definitely make it sound mm. so easy, you know, <laughs> th- this idea of just hiring the, the people who are you know, going to take all of these things and solve these problems. And it should be that easy. Uh, You know, there's, I'm not being facetious there, right? It it should be, let's play to people's strengths and then see what they can do because that's where you have this like amazing culture being built. But was it always easy for you? And on top of that, what are some of the, the struggles or the challenges when it comes to that level of empowerment? Mm -hmm. Like, is it hard to relinquish control and all of these things? Uh, So uh, a lot to unwrap in that question. So I will say, no, it wasn't, it wasn't always easy. Part of that's the learning process. Just, you know, me personally, um, as a leader and who I am, of the different teams that I've had the, you know, great benefit of leading over the years. Um, I've had some great mentors as well that um, I've watched how they've done this. So um, it's it's not something that, uh, you know, coming out of the gate, um, I, I knew how to do. I've, I've honed it over the years, right? Um, and really, I think I said at the beginning too, drawing back to my, my experience as an athlete and, and, and bringing that in, um, you're not going to hit home runs all the time, right? 
Um, in the end of the day, you're dealing with human beings. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of talk about AI being able to screen things and whatever. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not going to do it all. It's, it's, it's person, it's a human being. So there are going to be things that, um, you know, you thought you brought the right person in, um, right culture. Um, they had, they seem to have all the, all the things to, you know, to, for that one piece you're looking for from a strength perspective in a team, and it doesn't work out, uh, for whatever reason. And that happens. I think, um, uh, the, the first couple times it happened to me, I, I was just devastated, uh, because I felt I failed them. Um, and how was I going to recover from that? Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, uh, you know, you, you want to fail. So you learn. Right. Um, and you know, I just, I just learned that sometimes it's just, it, it's okay. It's, it's not, it, it's not going to be perfect all the time. It's human beings, right? There's, there, there's lots of things going on with that. Um, but you do the best you can. And um, so, you know, advice to those early leaders out there that are trying to figure it out, um, you know, working, uh, leading people is, is hard. Um, it's, it's not easy. It's not for everyone. Um, but really, um, practicing and working with different various types of people, um, building those relationships, you, you, you kind of start to pick it out and, and, you know, know the correct questions to ask, like from a, a an interview or, um, you know, working with your HR business partner too, because they come at it and, you know, they know the job description, maybe they know the business. Um, if they've been with you long enough, they, they kind of know who you're looking for, right? Um, recruiters are excellent at this. Um, but, working with them, they'll kind of learn too, right? Um, mm -hmm. how, how, how we build these, these teams and what, with their strengths. So, um, not easy. It's not, you know, for somebody that's more, uh, kind of, uh, analytical based, quantitative based, it's kind of hard because you could do all kinds of different, uh, you know, Campbell strengths, all kinds of PI surveys. I mean, you get a little bit of glimpse, but, um, a lot of it is just talking um, and, and bringing those people in and, and seeing how they fit. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, you know, it, it took a long time for me to, to figure it out. Um, sometimes it's different in the companies too, right? Bigger, sure, um, larger sure. corporations I've worked with, there's a very definitive process for, you know, how they recruit people and who you're going to have on your team, right? We need this, we need that. Um all the way down to, you know, a startup where it's like, all right, well, <laughs> you can, you can, you don't necessarily maybe have an HR partner with you. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've honed that over the years, um, as well as, you know, several people on my, my team here as well, you know, they just, they just, you, you, you kind of figure that out and place it in. It's very, it's very qualitative. It's very, sometimes it's, um, instinct a little bit. Uh, what we've done here at Lead Pages is we have um, our mission, uh, values, vision, and we bring a lot of when we're looking at people or building teams, we link, bring a lot of that back to those um, those pieces, which kind of helps yeah. you, you know, build those teams. But um, yeah. yeah, so Absolutely. it's not it's not easy. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty and transparency in this. I knew you would you would take that question yeah. head on. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's really it really is great to hear because 
I think there's so much, there's just so much pressure all the time, right? Everyone. Absolutely. That, that if you care about what you do, it doesn't matter whether you're a leader or not, there's pressure. Some kind of, there's no such thing as an easy yep. job. There's no such thing as an easy no. experience, right? And so when you care about what you do and the way that you impact people, whether they're people around you or customers that are external, you are going to feel that pressure to grow and do things better. And I think mm -hmm. part of that also, even in just like looking at the way that the, the questions that I get or the yeah. outreach that I get from the podcast, there is always this sense of, you know, I'm not doing this today and I want to be good at it. How do I get good at it now? And mm -hmm. what you shared is that over your experience and over time, these are things that you were able to improve on and, and um, yeah. gain experience with, which is really sometimes all you can do is just continue yeah. to practice, like being an athlete, continue yeah. to practice until you get that skill or achieve, you know, the, the level of skill that you want within that, you know, particular category. So yeah. it's really important, I think, for everyone to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy, right? Um, uh, being in a leadership role, um, it's not for everybody, right? And um, and you're right. You, I, I hate saying practice on people, you know, <laughs> it, it feels weird. Um, but it, it's more about your experience, right? I have worked with, uh, oh, many, so many different people, great people over the years from all, all corners of the world, various different cultures. Um, and that's really helped me hone that in, um, and sure. really understand Here's, here's, here's how it be, how it's successful, right. Um, and how right. it can work. So, right. Yeah. From, from what I gather too, there's such a, an impact, like a trickle down effect when once you, mm -hmm. like now you're in this place yep. where empowerment is obviously, you know, it is a little bit easier for you. Maybe it doesn't take sure. as much thought or intention before you use that muscle. Right. Um, right. as if, for example, as like in the beginning, but you know, I just think about what that does for new leaders when they see mm. that. And there's always, I, I've, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, that when you yeah. see something that someone else does that, that you appreciate or that you want to emulate, it's important to take note of what it is that mm -hmm. they do, how they do it, and maybe to even ask the question, how did you get good at this? Or how can I be yep. more like you in this, in this area? Yeah. And so I just think about on your team or the teams that you've had in the past, for someone that maybe is newer or greener in mm -hmm. a leadership role, or maybe wants to be a leader and they see what you do to empower the team and how you drive this feeling and this culture that then that's for them, the norm. And that norm is then what they can propagate and or perpetuate within their own teams or future teams. And it really, you know, I always think about, positive cultures within businesses as something that's not just good for that particular business, yeah. but it's also great for the business that that person might go to in the future if absolutely. they were to ever leave. Yep. No, so absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and I think too, Tracy, that's, that's what I've done in, in my career is, is I mentioned I've had several fantastic mentors, um, and, I've watched, you know, how do, how do they interact with the C-level? How do they interact with their colleagues? Mm -hmm. How do they treat the teams and the people um, that they're, that work for them, that work with them, right? And um, I'm very curious. I'm a, I'm a quick learner. I love to ask questions. 
Um, so do that, right? If you're a up and coming leader, or you're considering a leadership role, um, do exactly like you said, Tracy, have, you know, have coffee with somebody. Um, it doesn't even have to be, even have to be who you work with, but maybe, you know, somebody, um, you know, maybe you go to church with somebody or, um, maybe it's your son or daughter's soccer team, right? And the coaches, you know, Hey gosh, they're doing it right. What are they, what are they doing there? Um, be curious, ask questions, um, and watch, right? You're, you're spot on. Just, just just see the good and the bad. And, um, I've had bad leaders. I mean, you know, that's, yeah, I I wouldn't wouldn't like to say that they intentionally were that way. Um, many different reasons, you know, why things happen. But, Mm -hmm. um, for me, as I was growing up with my career, um, it was, you know, I took note. Yep. I like this, Mm, not like that style so much. Um, so again, back to, uh, practicing and, and just watching and learning is is how you become good at that. Yes. And this is an episode that I have done in the past too, like when you have bad leadership, how it helps to figure out what you don't want to do. To your point, mm-hmm. what you just shared, when as you grow up in your career, knowing what you yeah. want out of, you know, what you want to be yeah. or what you like and appreciate is just as, that is important and it's just as important to also know what you absolutely yep. do not want to be as no. a leader. So um, <laughs> thanks to all the bad leaders out there for teaching uh, both me and Jeanette <laughs> what exactly. not to do. <laughs> exactly. We're, right? better, we're better thanks to you. Completely. Um, but, you know, just to kind of close this out, because truly yeah. I think you've shared so much insight here on this episode, I'd love to hear if you have a piece of advice for any listeners that maybe are self-reflecting right now who are maybe Mm -hmm. leaders or have an opportunity Mm -hmm. where they've been stepping up or stepping into a leadership role and maybe they're struggling with empowering their team Mm -hmm. maybe they find themselves feeling this need for control which is also totally normal what advice do you have for them so they can start to put into action these skills that enable their teams rather than stifle their teams great great question i think um I've actually been reading a lot about this lately, right? Lots of thought leadership articles mm-hmm. about it. You know, just just coming out of um, coming out of the roller coaster that was COVID, right? Um, going to a virtual workplace and then kind of coming back out of hybrid. And um, what I'm seeing too is a lot of those I'm going to call them early career leaders um, that are trying to figure out the bounds between micromanagement or empowering my team, right? That's a big, big spectrum there. Um, and how do I do that in a two-dimensional world, right? Where um, where there's a lot of ups and downs, right? And and you're looking at it, you think, oh, I got this nailed, right? My team's really, we're really firing on all cylinders. It's great. I'm feeling great. All of a sudden, two weeks later, you go, oh, the bottom fell out. What, what, what happened? What's going on? Um, so... So my advice would be stick with it, right? Be be honest, be genuine, but maybe um, back up on the micromanagement, right? Don't, you know, everybody's tendency is when things aren't right, I want to hold on. I think, you know, you just said that, right? I, I, I need to get control. Um, it's actually the opposite, right? Take a step back, talk to your team, um, ask them, you know, how are they doing? 
right? Because because a lot of it there's 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 so much. Again, they're humans. There there could be things going on outside. Um, what do they need to be able to be in a better place? Or you know, hey, maybe maybe you've got a really high performer on your team, like one of those star A players that all of a sudden you see them disengage and it's just, you stop and you go, what the heck happened? They can need more, right? Um, maybe they're bored, right? They, they're just mm -hmm. so used to performing at a high level that you need to give them something else, right? Delegate. That's the hardest thing for early so uh, career hard. managers and leaders to delegate, right? It's, it's, yes. Um, I, I still fight, um, with my senior leaders sometimes it's like, just, just, you know, I think Brene Brown says it right. Delegate to elevate. Um, yeah. and it's so hard to do. Um, but, but do that, take a step back, um, ask them, you know, how are you feeling? Uh, what do you need to succeed? And that starts to give you a clue, um, as to where you need to fall on that spectrum, right? Sometimes truly. Truly, you have um, somebody that you're leading that's just stuck and they may need you to help them um, with a little bit of micromanagement, right? They, they may need to, to just sit with them and, hey, let's, let's just detail out your tasks, right? Um, and maybe that's all they need to get unstuck and they, and they go, right? Um, but it's really tuning in, um, understanding right? That, that person, that, that, that person on your team, what they need, um, and listening, right? Cause a lot of leaders don't listen cause they think they have the answer. Um, but you have to step back and actually listen to what they're saying, um, and give them the support they need and, you know, encourage them, um, and tell them when they're doing a good job, right? Uh, uh you don't get that a lot. You don't, uh, mm -hmm. I, I see people default to negative feedback versus positive feedback. Um, so Definitely. you've got to be able to balance those both. Um, you know, we have here um, with in the company, we have a, a, a platform that we use. Um, it's called, you know, Work Tango. Uh, not that anybody, you know, we're not, I, I'm not saying that as a plug for the company necessarily, but um, find an application like that in, in the virtual world we found is, is helpful, right? It's rewarding people um, for doing something good for thanking me, right? It's thank you. And our employees love it. Um, because yes, there's a monetary incentive off of it, right? You know, you give people points and stuff like that. Um, sure. but it's just recognizing somebody that helped you out or did a good job, um, always goes a long way. So, um, kind of a long answer to your question, but you know, that, that's my advice for those, for those, uh, new leaders is, um, Build those relationships. Talk to your team. Um, don't be afraid to give the good feedback and the bad feedback. Um, a lot of people crave, um, you know, more constructive feedback. Tell tell me how I can improve. And um, as especially newer leaders, that's that's a little bit daunting, right? We don't want to do that. But um, that's that's how you end up with a very strong team um, and and something you'll learn to take through the rest of your career. It's great advice and there's no better way <laughs> to end this episode because I think everyone should save this, download it, take notes. I mean, this was such a wonderful example of how we can all grow while we're also growing and developing others. So thank you so much, Jeanette, for all You're of welcome. your insights and sharing the experience that you've had and, and how you've developed these skills and 
Um, with that said, where can the listeners connect with you, learn more about lead pages, and, and maybe even potentially learn more about what you are so passionate about? Sure. Um, well, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Jeanette Terrazio, which we'll have here, I'm sure. Tracy will put into yes. the podcast show notes and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, connect connect with me on, on, on LinkedIn. Um, I do not use Twitter uh, or X, I think it's now called, um, a little bit of a rebrand there. <laughs> Um, I, I'm not there a lot, but uh, I love talking to people on LinkedIn. Uh, it's a great platform to do so. Um, you can find me too at, at our website, leadpages.com. If you want to learn more about the company and what we do, um, our values um, as a company and what we focus on um, are great there too. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, come see us because uh, we can we can help you get things started uh, you know marketing is kind of that that daunting task that you know not not a lot of people know about and they get a little frightened about but um, we uh, we we will we will make you successful and help you do what you need to do but um, yeah that, that's how you can find me or Jeanette.terrazio at leadpages.com amazing amazing thank you so much Jeanette really appreciate Thanks, your time. Tracy thank you it was great to be here great to have you. Hey, just before you go, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you are the first to hear when an episode drops each week. And maybe leave a five-star review and a comment about how much you loved this episode. Plus, if you have someone in mind who would really enjoy this episode, make sure you share it with them. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week.